0: podcast listeners. Part two of Ian Thomas here last week. I hope you got to listen to the part one where he talks about developing a book with AI. I mean, he wrote a book with AI, right? So now he talks about how he actually went about doing it. You're going to enjoy this. See you. You're listening to Making Data Simple, where we make the world of data effortless, relevant, and yes, even fun. it kind of ties into your book as well so let's dive in a little bit there i'd like to talk to you what you did there what the process was what did you leverage what data stores that maybe pre-existed you already leveraged etc and then you translated that into all right now i'm going to have a conversation how did you go about doing that and how do you feel about the answers and i guess what did you learn out of it
1: so i'll 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 go backwards or or forwards i'll answer everything okay so (laughs) in terms of the process something to understand is that you know i use the word train as a kind of shorthand word to explain to people um how the process worked but it's not actually training because gpt3 has been trained on you know what can be thought of as the greatest like sum total of human text in existence every public domain book every you know um you know common web crawl um you know all sorts of, de- of different data sets are all inside gpt3 and so when you're accessing gpt3 you're accessing all of that data and all of the patterns within all of that language so what we did is we prompted gpt3 so how prompting works is you set up a pattern and gpt3 is very good at completing a pattern so what we would do is we would create a series of questions and answers where the questions we were asking were original, but then answered by existing texts within the world. So as an example, we would say, what does it mean to love? And then the answer would be, love is kind. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. And you know, it's, it's effectively a passage from the Bible. Or we would say, what does it mean to be powerful? And we would include an answer from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. And we would do that with eight or nine ten different examples where the answer would be an existing poem an existing passage an existing you know lyric from a song and then we would ask it an 11th question or a 12th question and gpt3 would look back at those different examples that we gave it and go based on these answers i think this is what you're looking for and what was really fascinating is gpt3 to complete the pattern wouldn't just answer that next question it would generate the it wouldn't just answer create the next answer it would generate the next question as well so mm. if you asked it what is the meaning of life it would it would go what does it mean to love you know and it would suggest the next thing that you wanted to ask and so it was this really profound exercise you know you know taking all these different ideas um and exploring them in this in 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 this way, in terms of what I learned or what came out of it, if you take the sum total of human spirituality as a series of prompts and you give it to an artificial intelligence and you tell it to go and explore and come back with answers, the thing that it comes back to again and again is love, the meaning of everything is love, and connection. those two things and with all the different questions and answers we, we, we asked, it would come back in these different ways to say we are connected. We are connected to the universe. We're connected to each other. And the reason why we're here is to love. And so that was really profound and really interesting because it points to you know what, why, why are these different texts so special to us? Why do they matter so much to us? And I think it's because they speak to those common truths in, the, in a really powerful way.
0: Just to make sure I'm clear. How does GPT-3 sure. prioritize the feedback of the questions? Because it's got so much information in there. What, when does it know to go with uh, Marcus Aurelius versus the Bible? You're asking, like, what is love? Yeah, There's a trillion definitions, I'm sure, out there. A trillion. Sure. So,
1: so we give it the answer. We create a pattern. So we effectively give it a series of questions and answers. Where we're going, the question is so we create the okay, start of the pattern I follow. yeah so we're creating a dialogue as a as, as and making that dialogue a pattern and then putting the next step in the pattern and not completing it and asking the artificial intelligence to complete it based on the previous answers and it's generating a so novel you give orig- it like, original answer
0: how many how many questions and answers do you have to give before you really start getting some profound feedback back
1: probably about eight or nine so what we would do That's is we it. generated, yeah, we, we we generated a kind of master list of prompts of really profound text, And then we generated, you know, we when I say generated, we came up with questions that those poems, that those lyrics, that those passages answered, and then we constructed different patterns as prompts. And then GPT-3 would come back with, you know, these different answers, depending on what we prompted it with. So,
0: yeah. And yeah. then it came back with questions as well. Yeah. So pretty soon you're just watching. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's yeah, answering, it's, it's answer, asking questions that it provided its own yeah, answer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, the nature of, of GPT-3 is as a kind of, you know, not just intelligence augmentation, but as a kind of creative augmentation is it's a little bit like brainstorming with Rain Man. If you remember the movie Rain Man, where mm-hmm. out of the 10 responses that you get, um, you know, uh, Five of them are kind of interesting. The three of them are nonsensical. They don't make sense. And then two of them are profound and beautiful and incredible. And the thing is you can just keep going as many times as you want, you know, and you can go keep thinking about this. think about this in different ways. and it'll keep coming back with more and more different answers.
0: Does it come back more with more consistent answers over time? Meaning. You said there's a couple that are kind of like off't hmm. make sense there are a couple that are profound The longer you go do you start getting you're more not more you're profound not type?
1: you're not you're not continuing to train it as you're as you're asking the questions so there were occasions where you know answers would be similar but you can actually go into the playground which is the kind of open space that you can that you can you know mess around with Gpt three with. And change things like you know, there's a temperature slider, which is effectively makes it, to my <laughs> to my mind, more chaotic or less chaotic. And so you can kind of play with you know, how long do you want these responses to be? How you know, how hmm. you know, um, how crazy do you want them to be? How how straightforward do you want them to be? Um, the, it is it is really profound technology. You know, I, I often give people uh, a demo where I I you know will take the person's name. And we'll, you know, ask the engine, write a poem about Martin. And it'll write like an interesting little poem. And then I'll say, say to GPT-3, write a sales email to a history professor based in Maine, selling him a used Dodge Charger. And it'll write that email. And it's a very Mm -hmm. convincing email that makes you want to buy a car. If you happen to be a history professor in Maine.
0: As a creative individual, an artist yourself. Does it worry you a little bit, though? Like, pretty soon AI will say, "Look, here's what we suggest you eat tonight. Here's the recipe. Here's the next uh, Mona Lisa. Here's the next poem." And you know, it's, it's almost like, "Man, I can't do that." Or, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't I, ever look, like I, sm- depress you.
1: I'm personally very excited. I come to this from a place of incredible excitement around the potential that it unleashes where you can be a kid who wants to write comic books. You can't find an artist who can work with an AI to generate your comic book with you, where you're someone who has an idea for a story, but isn't quite sure how to write it. And you can see an example of how to get to where you want to be, where it becomes this incredible tool. That democratizes creativity in really profound ways. I think we are in a moment culturally of incredible tension around this technology, and understandably so, because for the past decade or so, we've been saying it's going to be truck drivers; they're going to they're going to automate truck driving, and all the truck drivers are going to lose their jobs. Which means all the gas stations are going to shut down. Which means all the hospitals are not going to have as much. Um, you know, uh, people coming in for, for surgeries or because they've been in a crash, there's going to be this profound effect on society and it's going to happen there. I gave a speech at my college, a commencement speech, where I said to them, you are so lucky to be working in the creative field fields because it's going to be the, one of the last things that gets automated. And over the last year or two, I've been proven profoundly wrong in terms of the creative potential around artificial intelligence. One of the main points of the book of what makes us human is to make people aware of the potential behind the technology, to be a part of the conversation around artificial intelligence. Because I think what happened with the first web is that we were very excited about it and we went into it expecting it to be an overwhelmingly positive thing, no matter what happened, because the technology was good, it seemed to be, you know, filled with positive um, potential. And over time, there were definitely things within the web, within social media, and so on, that were not good for society, that were not good for culture. And I think part of the reason for that is we as a society were not actively involved in the conversation enough, because we weren't aware of what was being done. And I see AI as something that has a very real potential to be more important than the internet in terms of the effect it will have on the world. And I think everyone should be aware of that and they should be involved in the conversation whatever way they can be so that we can make sure that whatever we're building it is good for us. It's good for culture. It's good for society. And it takes us to a good place.
0: It sounds like if um, oversimplify and probably won't do it justice here, but you would say, as an artist or a, a creative individual, this puts you in a higher value position, meaning, you know, you're not starting at level zero with AI augmented intelligence. You're starting at, you know, if you're looking at zero to ten, you're starting at a five or a six, and then you can finish it up and get to places that you've never got before. Kind of like what you said, if if you're a uh, that's a great example if you're a, a kid that's trying to create a comic book but you need the artist you need somebody else to do that piece you now you've got a partner you got a yeah. know or with.
1: or if you're the artist you know if you work with something like GPT 3 you've got the writer you know and so it's it's really it's it's really going to democratize things in a really powerful way i think and um you know, you know, Ernest Hemingway always spoke about the white bull, you know, the, the 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 blank page, which is the hardest space for anyone to start from as a creative person. So if you can work with someone or something in this instance that complements what you already know, that, you know, works with you to achieve what your vision is, whatever that looks like, I think that that's, that's something that's going to change the world.
0: You know, look, just to show my cards, I actually... I agree with everything you're saying. My biggest concern, you know, I've probably said this before on my podcast. You know, I'm not even remotely concerned about the Terminator. I mean, it's, but I the concern I do have is just bias, even conscious bias that goes into AI and what comes out of it. Look, that's why I also say that the humanities are becoming more and more important but not to mention bias, but when a AI is making decisions. So I think humanities has got some work to do as we go forward, but the bias is what gives me pause. Does that give you pause?
1: Absolutely. I I don't think anything gives me as much pause as the inherent bias. You know, all, all the AI that we have is trained on who we were and who we are as people, and we are imperfect. You know, we have history, you know, that is that is deeply flawed, that is filled with bias. And if you're showing an AI those images, if you're, you're training it on that text, then that's a very real concern. And I think it's one of the the major obstacles that we need to overcome.
0: Got any solutions solution on how to do thing. it? <laughs> I, <was gonna> <laughs> say, <laughs>
1: I I am I am working on some stuff. Um, that I think is interesting but I, I can't say too much more about it, but I, I, I agree with you completely that it is one of the greatest challenges that we have.
0: Well, I think you sold your book today. You did a good job there. So, but just to repeat for those that would be interested in gathering your book, what are they going to get out of it? You know, give us, give us the two minutes of why they should grab the, grab the book to get a deeper understanding of maybe themselves, spirituality, And maybe how ai can work in augmented fashion with us
1: sure i think you know what makes us human which you can find out more about at what makes us human.ai um is a really original i hope i'm obviously biased myself um (laughs) approach to (laughs) speaking of um to spirituality to the different things that connect us, because, you know, it does pull from all these disparate sources, whether it's a Leonard Cohen lyric, you know, or something from the Tao Te Ching. And it speaks with this voice that is f- incredibly familiar. And that's one of the most fascinating things about GPT-3 is that it sounds like all of us in a strange way. Um, and it's a conversation, it's a series of questions, you know. How do I explain death to my children? How do I overcome great loss? You know, all of all of these different things that I think we all struggle with as human beings. Um, we ask, and the answers are beautiful. I, let me. I've got a copy here. Let me. Let me find something. And I'll read
0: it to you. I'll read it. Okay, read it to me. I know we're
1: not, we're not doing video, but there it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. What makes us human? He just showed the book. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs>
1: Okay, so this, this is how do I explain death to my children. Encourage them to okay. celebrate Encourage them to celebrate the lives of other people. Tell them that the dead are not dead, not in the way we think of it. Tell them they live on as they are remembered. Tell them every goodbye is really a hello to a different way of being. Tell them they are loved and will always be loved. Tell them they never have to feel alone. Never. Tell them the world is magical and mysterious and strange. Tell them they are part of the mystery and the magic and the beauty of it. And that was written by a computer.
0: (laughs) Wow. I think that's a pretty good sale right there, my friend. That's a pretty good sale. You know, the interesting thing for me is I'm very interested because I have read Marcus Aurelius, which is really interesting, uh, particularly given history in in concert Hmm. with it, but... I like Leonard Cohen's music, um, but it's interesting to gather from everybody a little snippet from you know all of that and put it together. Is there anything yeah. that changed your behavior though? You say, look, what I got out of it above all was love and connection at the end of the day. But do you do anything different? Are you using like snippets like you just read to take action? And when you're working with people and talking with people, I mean, anything specific you can point to that changed in your day to day life?
1: I mean, off the top of my head, um, one of the questions um, was What is the greatest gift you can give your children? I have a three year old and a five year old. So they came up quite, a, quite mm-hmm. a lot in the conversation. Their grandmother passed away uh, a year ago. So mm-hmm. that's where that question sure comes from. That. How do I explain death to them? You know? And a lot of the questions yeah. come from a kind of you know, your own personal journey. And GBT3 answered Marry someone you love to talk to. And it went on and extrapolated on this idea of having this relationship with your partner that you use to model how you treat each other for your kids. Because I think you can teach your kids as many different things as you want. You can read them platitudes. You can, you know, try and teach them lessons. But the greatest lesson of all is how you live your life and how you treat the people that they see you around every single day. And that really drove that home for me and made me a lot more aware of the example I was setting for them, not just in relationship to how I speak to my wife, but in terms of how I interact with anyone, you know? Um, so I, you know, and there's, there's, there's a few different things like that. I think.
0: Do you have GBT three on speed dial? Like right now, like where you can ask questions?
1: I have it bookmarked. Yeah. (laughs) They've opened up access. It was in the closed beta while we were working with it, but I think they've opened up access. And so I think it's relatively straightforward, um, but I, I, I can't speak to the process. Uh, if you Google OpenAI and GPT-3, you will find it.
0: Very good. Very good. Anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I would have asked? I mean, this is a lot of good stuff, man. We, we could spend an hour on each and one of those topics.
1: I know. I, and I, again, like I said at the, at the start, like I apologize, I'm really all over the place and it's the only way I know how to be, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I, I don't have anything else, Um, but I'd love to do it again another time.
0: Absolutely. We'll have to set it up. Where can folks find you and where can they find your book?
1: If you search for real Ian S. Thomas, uh, Ian spelled I-A-I-N, S. Thomas, my social media profiles will pop up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, And the book can be found at whatmakesushuman.ai. It comes out in November. Um, I'll be doing a bunch of events at The Strand in New York um, and hopefully a few other places as well. So come out, ask me questions, and I'd love to talk to you more about it
0: fantastic terrific thank you for being on where do you live now
1: i am now in the wilds of new jersey um we've been here for about a year now yeah in maplewood it's beautiful i quite
0: like it what do you do for fun outside of attending to children
1: i'm not sure the kids (laughs) between being (laughs) between between being an author a group creative director and being a dad of a three-year-old and a five-year-old um there's not much you know um
0: it it sounds like you're just having fun Doing what you do, you're in the perfect I spot. I,
1: I I absolutely love what I do. I'm very lucky in that
0: respect. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's the definition of success, right? Mm-hmm. Well, terrific. Thank you for for being on, and uh, it's been a learning experience for me. I will definitely be one of the ones that is reading your book rather quickly. Um, this is almost like a cheat sheet across the. Uh, the the entire landscape which I, I find very interesting so i'm going to take advantage of it thank you for being Amazing. on we'll hope to have you again
1: thank you so much have a great day
0: podcast listeners as always hit us on al martin talks data at gmail.com let us know how we're doing please rate us in, in your flavor of podcast choice until next time we'll see you on the podcast